Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family owned from the start. Same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckless AB to CV 2024, Proximo, Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to DraftKings Network. The John Anik and Kenny Florian podcast. John Anik and Kenny Florian. I f***ing love them. I can't get enough of them. Let's hear that boss next. Big jab there from Duffy and Frank Mir is hurt now. Oh, down goes Duffy. Oh, cold. Frank Mir does it again. Rock'em, sock'em, robots here. Oh, my goodness. I believe There are a couple of absolutely self-involved bull****. Here are your hosts, John Anik and Kenny Florian. Oh, Ken Flo's taking notes on a Sunday. Caution flammable. Good to be back in your respective lives. Sunday, November 5th, the year is 2023. It is episode 447 of the Anik and Florian podcast presented by DraftKings. So... When I was hosting Afternoon Drive in Boston, we would have a different show open every day. And so sometimes you would say something prophetic or smart about the Boston Red Sox the day before, right? You'd say, yeah, man, I just, I feel like Ortiz is locked in. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes deep twice tonight. And then they would cut to the call. There's a drive, you know, and Ortiz goes deep and you'd sound really smart. Now, Cody and I have talked at length off the air about revisiting the show open and doing different show opens and taking topical things from the week prior. But I'm pretty attached to that show open as I think is a segment of our listenership, you know? So I don't know. That was just my thought as it was playing today. I'm with you as well. I like it, man. I, I, it gets me fired up. So you finally got some of our new merchandise. I see you're sporting that lovely today. Yes. It looks like you're I'm, in shape I'm, too. I'm, I, got shape? The, I got the ox blood colored Anakin Florian original podcast logo or, Somewhat original. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I love it, dude. I love the gear. I'm so pumped on it. Um, I wish I had my my mug somewhere, which I'll be drinking. Oh, you got now. a mug. Yeah, I got nice. a nice mug. They didn't send me a mug. I got this blue generic <laughs> mug for you today. But johnanik.com right now, promo code UFC295. johnanik.com, promo code UFC295 gets you 20% off 
the entire store. Thanks to everybody for your well wishes for my sister-in-law, Amanda. She remains on the men, but she is doing better and uh, and back at the helm. So we very much appreciate her effort on that. A lot to get to. We are sitting here talking to you on a Sunday morning, running a little clock before week nine of the NFL season, and we have just ingested UFC Fight Night, Almeida versus Lewis, so we're going to get into all of that. Raymond Peter Longo has a huge week in front of him. I know you all can't wait to see how he goes up and down the stairs to the Octagon at UFC 295 with his new hip. He has three athletes on the card at Madison Square Garden coming up six days from now, so we'll talk to Ray Longo, bottom of the hour. We will also be joined by one of the top-ranked lightweights in the world, his pupil, Matt, the steamroller Frivola. We'll see if Sal, the, bull, the bulldozer Frivola, is alongside as well. Sometimes Sal, who just bought some merchandise, by the way, is part of that interview as well. Now, we did reach out to the other side, Benoit Saint-Denis, but he, uh, he respectfully declined. So we'll see if we talk to Benoit Saint-Denis at the fighter meeting here on Thursday. But let us get into headlines. And last night's triumph for one, Jailton Almeida, the heavyweight contender, gets it done. Perhaps in a manner that surprised some, no knockout, no TKO, no submission, but it's unanimous decision for Almeida over a very game and in shape, I thought. Derek the Black Beast Lewis, 50 to 44 times two and 50 to 45, all in favor of Malia Genio, Jailton Almeida. Yeah, I, I think the big takeaway for me um, is the fact that this is a guy that can out athlete a lot of people in that heavyweight division. I think that really was the difference. Uh, Derek Lewis, I think, is a sneaky good athlete. You know, you got to talk about his power, his sneaky speed. Uh, And I thought he had an excellent effort in regards to never giving up and actually showing up to this fight in shape for 25 minutes. Um, In fact, I know he he was in some tough spots, but I don't think he was breathing that heavy in round five as opposed to some fights where I've seen him breathing breathing heavy in round one and two. So I thought that was a good thing. But the athleticism, the speed, the strength, despite being down on so much in weight against the larger Derek Lewis, Almeida is an absolute savage. Now, the other takeaway is he needs to work on his ground and pound. When we were talking about yeah. this fight, we were surprised. You know, we were all talking about how there's no way this thing goes to decision. One of these guys is getting a finish. You have Almeida, who's so good on the ground, and you have Derek Lewis, who's so dangerous on the feet. Um, but I think Almeida needs to work on his ground and pound a lot more. It is a science. There's a lot of technique to it. It's not just flailing punches whenever and wherever you want. Uh, You can be very methodical in that. So I think him working on that, utilizing that superior position that he that he uh, typically has over his opponents when he gets that top position, he needs to take advantage of that. And I felt like if you're in mount for – I don't know, the majority of the round, which really was the majority of the fight. And you can't finish a guy like Derek Lewis, no disrespect to Derek. He's tough as nails, but not necessarily known as a high-level grappler. Something needs to change. And he was working on that arm triangle. His shoulder was kind of getting in the way. It was a little too high. And just because you're squeezing hard, and this goes out for everybody, practitioners, uh, you know, commentators, fighters, just because you're squeezing hard doesn't mean the submission is tight. We need to stop with that that uh, narrative. Uh, The shoulder was in the way, and it's his own shoulder, that big boulder of a shoulder that was impeding his ability to get deep in and around the neck. And that's really what was the struggle there. So he was just too high. So 
I, I think if he could be a little bit more sophisticated with the nuances of the submission game, the finishing yeah. aspects of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, this guy is going to be a problem for a lot of people. Yes, he needs to get a little bit more technical with his wrestling, but as far as his athleticism, he can make up for that difference because of that speed and strength. So I think there's a lot of positives you can take away from this. Um, I think he's going to learn a lot from that experience. I love that he called that Cyril gone. Um, I think that would be a very interesting fight, but he does have some yeah. work to do against Gone, who has some phenomenal footwork and is very, very big as a heavyweight as well. Beautifully laid out as usual. I know you did text our group that the arm triangle is just such a misunderstood submission. And I did have a long form conversation with heavyweight legend Josh Barnett, BJJ Black Belt Josh Barnett, I believe, recently at an airport. And he does commentary as well. And he was talking about just saying, you know, on a microphone, I'm not sure if it's tight, you know. Even a guy who's done everything, like, don't be afraid to say, I'm not sure if it's tight. Jailton Almeida's 21 minutes and 10 seconds of control time against Eric Lewis, a new single fight UFC heavyweight record, but you got to do damage. And this is an issue that extends way beyond Jailton Almeida. I mean, Cruz, he said on the broadcast, Kenny, like, dude, the, the, the elbow, the openings, it's wide open, right? I know I ask you this, and maybe it's rhetorical at this point, but why? Why are people not working on their – especially a guy like this, right? And I I hate to sound critical, but why? Why are guys not working on the ground and pound? Why are fighters not employing elbows that end fights and cut people open and welcome in ringside physicians? Why? It's a great question. I think that a lot of times it's overlooked. First of all, I think that fighters have a tough time making it realistic in training, meaning – Uh, finding a way to work on something that is going to be effective in a fight. I can't elbow for real when I have my training partner underneath me. But if I get some elbow pads and I get some control and I look for ways to kind of swim on the inside or outside of my opponent's arms and mimic that motion and then maybe even just get a damn heavy bag and actually go 100% for a few rounds, you can start to kind of create that automatic response. What we do in training is what we're going to do in a fight. And if you're not working it in training, it's not going to just come to you out of nowhere during a fight, right? We, we, we work on our default methods. And I think that for Jailton, it was clear he's just not working enough of that in training. And hopefully he's going to look at this and go, Derek Lewis is a guy I need to go out there and finish if right. I get the mount. And, um, you know, him and his team, uh, it also it, it makes that much more important for them to – you know, be blunt and be straightforward with someone like Almeida and say, hey, yes, we got the win. This was a big spot for us. Derek Lewis is a big star. How do we make this better? Well, this is how we're going to make it better so we yeah. can beat the guys like a serial gun. Shout out to Derek Lewis, who went in there in shape, as Kenny mentioned, and so much more confident, seemingly, in his defensive grappling than he was against Sergey Spivak. This was also a short notice fight for Derek Lewis that he accepted in Brazil, had never fought in that particular country nor climate with some of the variables so we could spend a lot of time just showering praise upon Derek Lewis but there are more talking points on the Jailton Almeida side and one thing I had in my notes was that he's undersized and Tom Aspinall is not a guy I don't believe that's weighing in at 265 pounds either but Jailton Almeida is undersized for this division and you sort of touched on it earlier I guess I would just wonder to you aloud how you think that plays out as the challenges get stiffer 
Yeah, well, I think it's an important point. Um, again, when you have two masses that are colliding, the heavier mass, if they're exchanging, is going to win a lot of those. So I think what he does have going for him is that speed. And again, as we mentioned, that athleticism. Um, he knows how to move his body. His mobility is awesome. Uh, still very strong for the division. But if you're going against a guy who has much better takedown defense and grappling than, say, a Derek Lewis, which he will inevitably face in the future, then you got to put on more size and you at least got to bring way more of your arsenal to the table, your grounded pound, more technical wrestling, more nuanced submission skills, things like that. So I think it's going to be that much more difficult for him if he isn't making those improvements. And again, you're talking about a heavyweight division where it can potentially go from 206 pounds to 265 pounds. So you get the guys that are cutting right. from almost close to 300 pounds, and you get some of the smaller guys like Almeida. So you need to be prepared for all of that. I'm a little concerned for Almeida as he starts to get into those massive guys, Cyril gone included. Right. Um, but yeah, he's got he's going to need a little bit more offense than what he showed against a guy like Derek uh, against a, a guy like uh, Derek Lewis. Outstanding call-out, though, as you mentioned, of Ciro Gan. I think that fight makes a lot of sense. And yeah. I just like that Jailton Almeida, he's trying to get on a championship trajectory. You could say he's already on one, but he understands acutely that the Ciro Gan fight is going to position him for a shot at the world title. That is the guy that you're going to have to beat, and uh, we'll see if he's ready or gets that challenge. Real quick, in terms of how he would stack up with – Guys like Tom Aspinall and Sergey Pavlovich, I bring it up because those guys are fighting for the interim UFC heavyweight championship this weekend. Perhaps this performance from Jailton Almeida gives the masses some pause in terms of including him in that group. Perhaps it doesn't. Perhaps this makes you as fans and supporters of his feel more convicted uh, mm -hmm. in his championship potential. Um, I guess I'm just curious how you feel about Almeida in this group of top flight young heavyweights after what we saw over those 25 minutes with Derek Lewis. I think there's a ton of potential and these are, these are good things. These are good problems to have. And a lot of times, you know, if you're not experiencing these problems, um, you know, you, you won't know when you do go against the high-level guy, and that's what gives me a lot of pause sometimes and, and makes me hesitant when I see a guy that is undefeated in the UFC. Um, I, I just I tend to doubt them because sometimes there's so much that we don't know, and we only can experience that in struggle, in adversity. It's why adversity and struggle is so important. It gives us information. And I think for Almeida here, when you are making mistakes and you are struggling a little bit with certain things, but you're still getting wins, that's yeah. the best case scenario, right? I mean, for me, I would make mistakes, but then I would lose. And then I'd have huh. to like, okay, that's an yeah. L at the end of the day. I can't erase right. that, but I can come back a little bit better. I right. wish I was able to make those mistakes and still get Ws. I definitely did that too. But for Almeida, ton of potential, ton of upside on this guy. Uh, he wouldn't be able to work on his ground and pound if he wasn't hitting those takedowns and getting that mount position. So I think these are things that are very fixable, John. Uh, so good signs. I think there's a lot of positives. The heavyweight division is getting healthier and healthier in the UFC. So I, I think that's absolutely another contender for the future. All right, well, speaking of undefeated in the UFC, that is no longer the reality for Gabriel Bonfim, who loses that O. He goes down spectacularly, I might add, against Nicholas fucking Dalby, bro. 
I mean, my goodness, what is in the water in Denmark? What an absolute fucking warrior. These guys get the bonus. It was the fight of the night. Certainly, when Bonfim started throwing those wayward uppercuts, I knew it was a last-ditch effort to try to stay in that fight. And I, I, I appreciate Bonfim's ability and willingness to sort of go out on his shield, but uh, this is hugely valuable experience accrued by the young Bonfim, and Nicholas Dalby has really hit that second wind in his UFC career. On. Freaking believable to, to see that switch from one guy just absolutely dominating, not some of the aspects of the fight, but every single aspect of the fight. I'm looking at it and I'm going, well, I, I thought we were going to get some answers as to maybe some vulnerabilities, some weaknesses in Bonfame, but that first round was as perfect as it gets. That literally, I don't think he really got hit with much, and he was landing whatever he wanted. He looked absolutely brilliant on the feet and on the ground. Now, when it was his turn to be the nail, uh, then I go, okay, we have a fight. Does, Dal- does Dalby have the energy? Does he actually believe he can win? Yeah, he does. Oh. He had both of those things. Uh, whatever the hell energy pack that he has on his back, I <laughs> love that. Unbelievable. What is it, that? It's There's an energy game. pack inside his flesh. Dude, he he didn't look tired. It looked like he just woke up like out of nowhere and was like, okay, now it's my turn, bitch. You know, it was kind of one of those things. And, man, did he – freaking bring it and bomb theme i don't think was really prepared for that and i wonder you know did he gas himself out did did he think that dalby was out of the fight and then when dalby was actually fighting back hard did that take away his heart i I don't know what the answer is hopefully bomb theme is going to learn from this because this is one of the most talented fighters that i've seen in a very long time now talent doesn't always equal elite success in the UFC, right? You need the hard work. You need the toughness. You need the chin. There's so many aspects to this, right? But for Dalby, man, I have so much damn respect for him. I had respect for him before, but after seeing that, what a stud, what a warrior to battle back in that fashion. Um, Again, I don't know what else to say, but to see that switch, uh, it's rare that you see that in UFC after that kind of beatdown in round one. Man, did Dolby find a second gear, not just in his UFC career, but certainly in that fight, an incredible win. And uh, it is an interesting longer form conversation about some of these undefeated fighters. Hamza Chimaev, Ian Machado, Gary, Ilya Topuria, right? Jailton Almeida, but not everybody can preserve that O en route to becoming a world champion. And Gabriel Bonfim goes down to the hands of Nicholas Dolby. Plenty more coming up on UFC Fight Night, Almeida versus Lewis in UFC 295 with the star of the program in about 60 seconds. But mark your calendars, folks. And I know for most of you, the whole day is blocked off because November 11th is going to be huge. Yuri Prohaska versus Alex Pedeta, UFC 295. Only one fighter, though, will leave with the title. You can secure your own victory, though, with unbeatable offers on DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers strike now to get $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet $5. Main event, close on paper. Pedeta, the favorite, minus 140, the range. Co-main event, Tom Aspinall and Sergey Pavlovich. Huge fight getting two-way action. That one is wicked close, at least right now, on DraftKings Sportsbook. And you can get in on the UFC 295 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Download the app, not now, but right now. Use code AFPOD. New customers get 200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet $5. That is code AFPOD. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash MMA terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, let us get to the great Raymond Peter Longo. Now time for the Ray Longo Minute. I want you to punch a hole in this fucking chest. That's what I want. The Ray Longo Minute. Starring Ray Longo. The John Anik and Kenny Florian Podcast. Hey. There we are. Look at you sporting it's venom a on a Sunday morning. morning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Sorry about that. Had a uh, flashback for a minute. It is easy like Sunday morning. Oh, yeah. I like hearing the flesh still on your throat. Oh, Cold man. brew alongside. What you laughing at, Ken Flo? Ken, you come on. At? Jump on the bandwagon. Sing us a bar. Ray, it's, it's great to see you. So I'm so happy to see you. See you. I'm, I'm so happy to give you a hug this weekend and a few oh, days. I can't actually. wait. So I'm going to start with your hip, and I know you don't want oh. the focus to be on you nor your health, right? But my twin right. brother, I think he loves you more than I do. And he just wants to know what it's going to be like for you walking up and down those stairs, because particularly going down the octagon stairs on your old hip. Yeah was hard for a good friend of yours to watch you writhing in pain. So I'm curious how the descent is going to be three times over, or at least twice come Saturday night. Man, I'm looking forward to it. That's the good news. I am looking forward to it. And even though coming down was a problem, I always, I don't know, I deal with pain differently. I never really <laughs> looked at it that bad, but I know I had to look like a total sack of shit. So, but, uh, man, I don't know. But mentally, I never got down even with the hip, but I feel great. I feel right. great. I'll be going up and down those stairs, uh, no problem, which is kind of a miracle because it was probably four years where I was struggling with that, you know. So, uh, yeah, hats off to uh, – let me just – because I know I think they were partnered with the US, uh, UFC, but hats off to Hospital for Special Surgery, Dr. Maimon. I mean, I give him a shout-out, man. Just a great job. That was a great experience. I'm shitting in my pants the whole way. I don't like hospitals. I don't like operations. They yeah. they were A-plus – you know, my PT guy from HSS that I go to, part of the package, uh, Brian Jones, shout out to him, too. He's doing a great job. He has to put up with all my stupid questions every week. So yeah. those guys are good. And, uh, you know, I recommend HSS head over heels to anybody. So Dana White was given a gift in Abu Dhabi, this unbelievable cane. And I think it's sort of symbolic in that part of the world or in their country. The leader has a cane. It had this unbelievable pearl handle given to him by uh, his excellency, whose name escapes me. Will Ray Longo and all of his excellency have a cane alongside of the UFC 295 or no? I will have a cane with me, I think. All right. Will, will I need the cane? No, but I will have one. All right. You can fucking Kenny, hit me in the mouth if I get to. Yeah, Kenny, let me you know. tell you something. I got some great cane stuff now, man. That's all I'm working on. Heck yeah. Cane, you're going to love it. It's awesome. <laughs> all right, so before we get into the monster week that is ahead of you, I Ooh. would just like to uh, to get your thoughts, if I could, on the main event that transpired last night between Jailton Almeida and Derek Lewis. Wow. 
I, I wish I could have heard your comments first. I, I, I'll tell you, what are my thoughts on that? You know, it's crazy. Like, the guy has a, uh, there's a, there's a lot of thoughts on it while watching the fight, but. Uh, I prefer I to get your thoughts, actually, when you don't hear what we have to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because I like, because I you're holding back what... right now. Well, you can flow is fucking critical, right? Well, I mean. Yeah. I mean, how do you end up in a dominant position? And I, I think God, it should have never. I don't like anybody interfere. You, you work your ass off. Well, not that he even worked his ass off to get to mount. That was the thing. Lewis just would give up. Man, he just didn't care. That's got to, Kenny, I mean, back in the day, that's got to be frustrating. You mount a guy and you can't get rid of him. And he's, he's just relaxing. It's one of the rare spots where I, I think where a guy has been in the mount for that long over the course of five rounds yeah. and hasn't gotten to finish. It was it was Crazy. puzzling. And this isn't just a guy. He's not a blue belt in jiu-jitsu. Yes. This is a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and wasn't doing it. Even that, like, let's say that's not even the case. What about some grounded pound? They're, they're not working the grounded pound to the level that you'd think. And I think that was the most surprising. This isn't an Almeida that's built like me. He's he's yeah. a tank. This guy right. should be knocking people out from that position. And, yeah, it was a little uh, little bit of a head scratcher. And this is the this is the crazy part. So because, like, again, we we kind of been brought up with the same jujitsu principles, I think. Right. Because we go back in the day. But to get to that position, here's the problem. They, the guy's relax. He doesn't care. He didn't care, uh, Lewis. And when he got back up, he really had a high chance of knocking the guy out. It was right. like crazy on both sides. You know, like it, it's just he wasn't even expending enough energy to where he was tied when he got back up. This is going on for 25 minutes. I I, I thought it was uh, bizarre. I, I, I'm finding a hard time to put it into words, but just bizarre that that guy couldn't even mark him up or do anything with all those dominant positions. Kenny, come on, the time he's mounted on him, it's almost like he ran out of things to do. He stood up. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. I don't like, nuts. like, again, like where we come from, John, like when you got mount, the fight's over. You hit the guy, he gives you right. back, you put your right. hooks in. But right. Everybody goes back and forth, now we get it. But back in the day, it was, that's it, it's over, the schoolboy mount. You know, you saw fights end in school like that, where a guy got on a guy's chest. Yeah. Just beat the tar out of him, not knowing anything. Right. You know right. what I mean? We went back to that. That's what a reminder. I was back in the 70s. Only the guy couldn't finish him. I, it was Did you fight a lot at school, Ray? Did you fight a lot in school or on the streets, Ray? Be honest. Uh, no, I wouldn't say a lot. All right. I fought, but not a lot of guys that fought way, like way more than me. You know, I, I was more, if I saw a guy getting bullied, I would stay. Those were most right. of my fights. Right. You know? right. Yeah, Kenny was uh, very anti-bullying back in the day. Still is, incidentally, but it was Kenny's brother, Keith, I believe, who was in more of these street fights. Is that accurate? That is accurate. <laughs> oh, dude, give me Keith every day of the week, right? Like, on my list of five guys I'm taking in an alley, right? I think I got John Jones. I think I got Jake Shields on my list. Uh, Keith Florian's in my five. There's no fucking doubt about it. He'll do whatever, it takes, it. whatever it takes. Love it. All right. So we were talking about Nicholas Dalby and Gabrielle Bonfim in the co-main event. And I do think right. this will be of value for Bonfim moving forward. But I'm watching Nicholas Dalby on my phone on ESPN Plus last night and just thinking, man, this guy, man, you know, he's been through it. And not unlike Angela Hill, who we're going to get to in a minute, even if you didn't see the fight, you know, second UFC stint type guy. Right. And to you know, take this matchup. A lot of people felt like they were sending him in there to get beat. You know, I just, I love when things like this happen. I love Bonfim and his potential, but I just, I love seeing Dalby maximize the moment on the road like that, you know? Yeah, listen, I got a couple of things on this you'll find interesting. First off, 39 years old, which I found out during the fight. Like, what? I, 
I, he's 39, they say. No, come on. All right, I'll look it Dolby, up. I believe you. Yeah, Dolby, I think I, I thought I heard that, yeah. I'm telling wow. you, I, back I, I said, this is right. crazy if this guy's 39. Yeah, born 1984 on the 6th of November. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. 38, 38. 38. He's not fucking 39, guys. And they said, I'm 39 in a week. Every year 30, counts. Yeah, they said 39 list. But anyway, so I have a buddy of mine. He's He doesn't even follow the UFC anymore. He used to just got, you know, whatever. Uh, he's he, But he, he picks bets every so often. So he's telling me he picks... Like, he doesn't even know who the guys are. I go, who? I don't even know anybody on the card. Like, I didn't even know the name Nicholas Dolby. I knew him when I saw him. But when he says, like, how the hell do you come up with that, you know? So he has no bias, but he went back and he said, you know, I guess he goes to a site where they kind of lead him. This is who I'm picking. And he looks at the fights. He goes, I looked at both of those guys. I thought Dolby looks like the better fighter. I said, really? I mean, I don't, like, I know Bonfim's name, but I don't even remember him fighting, right? So yeah. he, here's the point. He picks Dolby. He goes, oh, I like that. He goes, but he's just nonchalantly like, he, I, I don't see a difference between, between them that it's four, plus 450. So my point of the story is when you're not involved and you don't hear the hype behind Bonfim and you don't, and you just come in like that, like the way he said it was like a no brainer. Right. I mean, I, I think we get caught up in the hype and the undefeated. And once you eliminate that and you just look at people on paper or not on paper, just, Looking at a fight, I think that I I think there's something to say about that. But yeah, he picked Albi. Was very convinced about it. So I was yeah. very interested in the fight. But hats off to him, my friend John Monteleone. I uh, picked a good winner, man. He he made some money. So hats off to him. But I I think that's the key. It's almost like when you talk to Yanni, he doesn't know anybody. He just goes by the stats. Right. It's uh, it might be a better yeah. way to do it because you know I, we we know guys, John. We're emotionally invested. Oh, you know, of course. Who do you want? I mean, I always told you, don't even ask me because I'll tell you who I want to win. I don't know who's gonna win, but you know, blah blah blah. But anyway, I thought that was interesting. He picked Albi based on not knowing anything and just looking at the two guys, and he couldn't figure out what the problem was, like why this guy was plus four fifty. So I think, well, right, you know, Petrie was all over. What was that? Yeah, I was going to say, few men watch as much MMA as Brian Petrie, who was all yeah. over Nicholas Dalby at plus 400 and expected very much this type of fight. Dalby weathering the storm, outlasting the younger fighter. And, uh, yeah. And, and I, I love those fights where, like Kenny was saying, you could be the hammer, but you can't be the, uh, uh, you can't the, be the nail. It, we've, right. seen this, we've seen this 10 times in the last couple of months. Where these guys come out, and this guy, I think Dalby had it in his head. He, he was going to drag him into deep waters. He took whatever that guy had, and then the first chance that this guy had to take what Dalby had, no, I'm out of here. I, yeah. I think it's a bad sign. And I maybe, yeah. hopefully, he learns moving forward, Kenny, like you say. But yeah. I, I kind of don't even like those type of guys. I could dish it out, but I can't take it. Type I don't mm-hmm. like. I just. You know that's that was crazy, and he had his chance to win. He had his spots to win the, that fight. And he didn't. So you see, the problem to me is now everybody going forward knows they could do that to him, or they might be able to do that to him. But you got to be as tough as Nicholas Dolby. And he, I mean, he was throwing too. He looked good. He looked yeah. good. Now I know. Now I know who he is. I ain't gonna forget him now. Yeah. You know. So I don't know if that makes sense or not. But no, I, I it makes a lot of sense when you don't. You're not invested at all in it. I think it's yeah. easier to see some stuff. I really do. Yeah. No. 
It uh, makes Great a, uh, as Northeasters might say, a shit ton of sense. That's Ray shit Longo, the Ray Longo Minute. Every week here on the Anakin Florian Podcast, I got a few more items I want to get to with you on UFC Fight Night, Almeida versus Lewis. And then uh, Ken Flo is going to ask you some things on the big fights at 295 before we get into your three guys on the card. Angela Hill, this is just sort of, I think, an appreciation moment after this type of performance. But another fighter who was in the UFC and then out of the UFC, she has 24 UFC fights at this point in time. She has constantly put in the work. She has 24 can flow. She's constantly evolved. And gosh, if I wouldn't go downstairs to my three kids and say, look, you know, hard work, man. Like, that's what it's all about. Everything's about hard work. And I have now watched this woman over the course of 24 UFC fights work so hard to support her family with fighting and uh, still getting it done at this stage of her career. I'm just really happy for my friend Angela Ray. I don't know if you have anything on Ange. No, no question about it. I'm 100% Weech. I think it's absolutely fantastic. When, they, when I was looking at the fight, they announced the stats, and she's 15 and 13. And I'm like, 15 and 13? Man, that's, that's crazy. But it, I think it speaks volumes as to who she is. You know, she never, never gave up on herself. I, I think a lot of those losses, I think I would have given to her also. So it's where the judging becomes a little bit of a problem. But she was never a couple of, I mean, in recent years, I don't think she was ever really out of the fights. I'm speaking, just not, you know, thinking much, but she's always in the fight, man. She looked absolutely fantastic. Really happy for her because to be able, sometimes, you know, if I'm matching up fights on the local scene, I see a guy's like 10 and nine, I got to take the fight. You know what I mean? But you would make a mistake doing that with Angela Hill because she wasn't fight. She doesn't fight like a fifteen and thirteen fight. She looks. She yeah. fights way better than that. I think she put some new stuff in there. I think I take. She had a couple of takedowns too. Okay, yeah, and by the way, I stand corrected. Sixteen and thirteen now in the UFC. Yeah. I was just scanning Wikipedia, and perhaps there was an Ultimate Fighter fight that counted on her resume, or I just missed five fights, right? But 16 and 13 in the UFC, which would mean her next fight in the UFC, Kenny, is going to be her 30th UFC appearance. And let me also add, Jessica Andrade is a former world champion. She's fighting Mackenzie during this weekend. Andrade is something like 15 and 10 in the UFC. Now, granted, she's on a three-fight losing streak. She's got a ton of big-name wins and a world title belt at home. But you've heard me champion Jessica Andrade's cause for years talk about her as a future UFC Hall of Famer now DC would probably scoff at that he would certainly scoff at Jim Miller getting in right but gosh I mean you know longevity in the women's game especially should count for something and Angela Hill's coming up on fucking 30 UFC fights that's incredible yeah well look for Miller should definitely get in because he's the Lou Gehrig of MMA I mean this guy just doesn't stop man that's that's crazy what he's done. But uh, I think it's it's different for the women because there's not a lot of women fighters. And, you know, you have to keep them in there. So you're going to see records like that. Whereas guys, they'll never get to that chance because they'll get rid of them if, if they start losing. But, uh, man, hats off to I thought it was a great fight. She's still got great energy. She's still a problem for anyone. I like yeah. her attitude. Yeah, I, I've been all good stuff. I, I just... I don't even really know. I just wish her the best because she looks like she's got a great, great mind for uh, what's happening right now. Yeah, I mean, unless you are top three in the world in your division, you avoid someone like Angela oh, Hill because 100%. she is a problem, man. She's yeah. she's there to fight. She's not going to give up on herself. She's going to be in your face. She's got a bunch of skills in a bunch of different areas. And, uh, yeah. 
Ray, anything else from Sao Paulo before we get some thoughts from you on UFC 295? Can I move along? Yeah, let's move along. All right. So two big fights before we get into your guys. Two title fights, Yuri Prohaska and Alex Pereira, and then Sergey Pavlovich and Tom Aspinall. Of those four individuals, who are you most confident in this weekend? I'm going to say uh, Sergey Pavlovich. Interesting. So yeah, why because I think say he that? Because tra- he was training, I think, to be the backup. So we know he was trained. The other guy's getting a last-minute call. He's got to fly to uh, the U.S. Where was, was he training in uh, England? Presumably, yes. Yeah, he's got to fly to the U.S. He's he's jumping at the opportunity. You know, we know what the deal is there. But I think one guy who one guy who's been training is a beast to begin with, uh, and. Uh, you know, you would want to stack everything, I think, in the other guy's fa- uh, favorite. But, um, yeah, I'm going with Sergey. I think he's the he's the guy that's going to uh, get it done for those reasons, too. Uh, Ray, what about the main event, man? Uh, Alex Pereira against Yuri Prohaska. Just uh, insane. Again, a lot of things we don't know about Prohaska at this stage of the game. He's coming yeah. back from that injury. Uh, but what, what do you think about that one? How do you see that one going down? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big uh, Alex fan, man, so I'm going to go with Alex. But up here, the other guy, Yuri, just reminds me of Luke Como. You know, they have he's swinging the samurai sword. He's yeah. talking. He's, he's completely out of his mind. Seems like a great guy, though. But, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I, uh, I, I think there's going to be a good fight for Pereira, though. Who, who, who's favored in these fights? So I was going to tell you, Sergey Pavlovich can be had – at underdog prices right now on DraftKings Sportsbook, albeit slightly. But your guy Pavlovich right now, minus 108. Tommy Aspinall, minus 112. And then Alex wow. Pereira is minus 125, slight betting favorite over Yuri Prohaska. But this is a dream scenario, right? If you're a promoter, yeah. you have two title fights, and both are getting two-way action, and, and both prices are exceedingly close. Wow. Yeah, I would have thought Sergey would have been a little – I mean, that's crazy. All right, well, log on to the DraftKings Sportsbook application, support the show, right? Code AFPOD, and, you know, go bet on fucking Sergey Pavlovich and move the number. <laughs> hey, you know what? If you're on DraftKings, you know what Parlay plays? Pays really big this weekend. Mike All your guys. guys. Yeah, <laughs> let's get into that. Guys. What a beautiful segue by Raymond Peter Longo. On Twitter or X, it's at Ray Longo MMA. So Dennis Bazookia taking on Jamal Emmers. Nazim Sadikov taking on Vyacheslav Barshov and Matt the Steamroller Frivola, who, by the way, is going to join us here in a few minutes. I just nice. wanted you to be prepared no, in case you started talking shit. Uh, but he's fighting Benoit, Seek and Destroy Saint-Denis. So uh, let us start with Dennis, presumably a full training camp for Jamal Emmers, so he won't be staring death in the face in the sauna. Um, but what can you tell us about uh, Dennis as he gets ready for his second UFC start here against, uh, against Jamal? Uh, man, he's looking great. Good camp. I think we made some adjustments that'll work out really nice for him. Uh, weight looks great. Uh, he's everybody's coming in later for like their last workout. So uh, yesterday he did fantastic. Uh, Frivola did fantastic. Nas uh, took a day off. He's looking really, really good though. I, the three guys really put in. They had a really good camp. So hopefully they put the work in and things just you know just go go their way because they did uh they did all really have a really really good 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 smart training camps too 
All right, so right now, Dennis Bazookia is plus 260 against Jamal Emmer. So if you don't know, a $100 wager straight on Dennis Bazookia. If he wins, it'd pay you 260 He gets you 100 back, of course, as well. And then Matt Frivola, pretty big price on him against Benoit Saint-Denis, although it has come down a little bit. Saint-Denis minus 205, Matt Frivola plus 170 at home. So any thoughts on that price, Raymond? Uh, man, I tell you what, they – they're seeing something. I'm not seeing it, but uh, I mean, the guy's huh. coming off. The guy's coming off for three first round knockouts. He had, um, you know, a great win over Drew Dober, who's no, no, no joke. So uh, I don't know. I think that this is going to be a tough fight for. Uh, uh, but what's his name again? Benoit. 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 So I reached out to Benoit Santini to try to get yeah. him on the Anakin Florian podcast, and he said that uh, that he's on a mission, but we'll talk on the other side. So, Wow. But I did try to book both sides today on the program. That, that's, listen, that fight's going to be a complete <laughs> – that, that chaos. Be, that, that's chaos, man. That's got chaos written. You're gonna try to rein your guy in, or you want chaos? I think he's, I think he's reined in, but if he's got to go chaos, we got to go chaos, you know. But this guy's a grinder with the wrestling. We'll we'll see how it plays out. For all he's got really good jujitsu. He's got decent wrestling. He's. It's, I think it's a. I don't think the guy's looking to stand with him for sure. So uh, we'll see how it plays out. Nas is favored, by the way. Did you know that minus one forty eight? Yes, I did. Uh, Any thoughts Nas... on his opponent, Vicheslav Barsho? Yeah, good, good, basic, hard yeah. stand-up guy. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, Nas, Nas's stand-up, I think, is another level. Uh, plus, he's got great wrestling. Uh, yeah, he's, Nas is looking good, man. He's on point. So uh, that that'll be that'll be great anywhere it goes. All right, last thing with you before we get to Matt Frivola. So, do you do the Anakin Florian podcast more from your home or the gym? Uh, right. My, from my home. Okay. Yeah. Tough question there, huh? No. So, <laughs> all right. So, r- behind me, you may see, and I'm going to get out of the shot here. I am in the process of designing a studio here. It happens to be in my master bedroom. Don't judge me, right? But I just really? want to show you this, Ray, because once my studio is up and running, I won't be able to show you this specific feature. My son fucking loves this. He just walks into my studio and does this all the time, right? So, here's the studio you can see, right? Yes. So we're going to have three camera shots, all sorts of stuff. And I say, Alexa, turn studio on. Tired of snooty wines and their old wine culture? Confused by words like malolactic fermentation? Yeah, we are too. So with 19 Crimes, you can do the fancy schmancy tilt sip smell routine or don't. 19 Crimes is the rebel of wine and culture telling the stories of rogues and rule breakers who overcame adversities. From convicts banished to Australia to the legendary icon Snoop Dogg himself, 19 Crimes Wine is defiant by nature, bold in character, and always uncompromising. 19 Crimes, the official wine of UFC. Pick up in stores nationwide or online at 19crimes.com. Enjoy responsibly. 2024, Sonoma, California. 
Sound the trumpets, ladies and gentlemen. It is horse racing time, so saddle up for action with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. So right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. All you need to do, deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement. Wager on your favorite horses, then watch the races live right in the app. Download the DK Horse app, not now, but right now. New customers get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. when they opt in with code FLOW, F-L-O, only on the DK Horse app. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18 plus, 21 plus in certain states to open or access an account and a resident of a state where DK Horse is available. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. One per new customer. Match calculated on a first deposit up to a maximum of $250. Deposit requires two-time playthrough of settled wagers within 168 hours. Bonus released in $25 increments. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at DKHorse.com. And lights, camera, action. I hear all the cameras clicking. Eventually, the monitors behind you will go on. And uh, I'm thinking we get a setup like this for you at your house so that when you could just walk into the studio and say, you know, honey, Alexa, can you please turn on my studio for the Anakin Florian podcast? And then all you got to do is, you know, put your face in front of the camera, Raymond. You know? I, I, I love it. I love All it, right. man. I got. I got to start making more money. This is crazy. Oh, you need money? <laughs> no, no, definitely not. No, no, I'm good. Oh, because I want to uh, get into another business with you potentially. Nice. Uh, so we could talk about that off the air. Uh, well, we'll talk but, about uh, that in New York. Can you squeeze? Yeah. Can you squeeze some life out of me before I'm dead, John? Come on, I still got a couple of good years. <laughs> I think oh, we I can make some money. I'm dude. I'm going to kick you in the hip. Now joining us, though. Yeah, as he promised. Is. One of the best lightweights on planet Earth. Longtime friend of the Anakin Florian podcast. Matt the Steamroller Frivola joining us about six days out from his showcase bout at UFC 295. My brother, I know it's a busy time. Grateful to have 15 minutes of your time. How are we feeling on a Sunday morning? No, of course. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, I'm feeling great. You know, I'm ready to go. Um, me and Ray had a great session yesterday. You know, he was telling me how good I was looking. But I was telling him, I've never seen you move so good in that cage. Yes. <laughs> How about that? He's al- he's always a positive guy. That's what you got to love about <laughs> him. I never heard him say a bad word about anybody, but I do appreciate it. I feel good. I still need a couple of months, and I'll be definitely 100% booking better than ever. But uh, thank you very much for that. But, yeah, it feels good to move again. It really does to get in there. And, uh, you know, I'm still a little cautious when I'm doing things, but I don't think it shows, but in my mind I am. So thank you for that. But great day for you, and we're going to have another great day today. So I'm, I'm excited. Matt, if you if you get a pair of sneakers for uh, Mr. Longo, just make sure they're not like size 17, so you get the clown uh, sneakers that he had right, last night. Right, right. Or, and if, uh, you, if you do, get the ones with like the wheelies where he could just kind of wheel back to the back room, go to the next fighter, and just kind of it would be much, much easier for him to go back and forth to the octagon that way. Listen, I'm I'm excited. We're all peaking. I'm peaking. Nas is peaking. Bazooka's yeah. peaking. End Ray's peaking. Yeah, I'm, ex- I love I'm excited. And, we, and let me tell you something. When we're all peaking, that's when the magic happens, buddy. That's it. That's right. <laughs> You're gonna take well, those stairs up to the octagon. Those 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 three stairs up to the octagon. You're gonna make those your bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It is. Ray Longo versus the stairs is our 14th fight. I have instructed one of our cameramen uh, to actually have a shot on Ray, but it's on the descent, Maddie. 
we, you know, we know Ray can go up the stairs, right? But it's on that descent, you know, oh, the no question problem. beckons, is I'm Ray going to need another body of support or can he actually get down those stairs by himself and we'll have a camera on Ray and it'll all be good. Yeah. Ray. <laughs> you know, John, you know what's funny before I go, I tell the PT, I don't care about walking. Let's just walk, work. We got a month to get me up and down the stairs. That's all I care about. You know what I mean? So it is, it's me. The last fight, John, the athletic, I don't even know these people. The look on their faces when I'm coming down, they're all uh-huh. reaching their hand. Dude, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Do I look that? I think I'm looking. I know my hip hurts, but I don't think it's in my face. Like, It was crazy, but I'm, I'm very excited for this weekend for a variety of reasons. Yeah, Let's well, go. we are as well. Uh, we're going to let you get on with your yeah. Sunday. I know the NFL starts in an hour. We won't keep you. But uh, thank you for the time. And again, I look forward to giving you a bear hug here in a few days, my brother. But we're going to talk to your your guy right here for a few minutes. Awesome. And listen, Matty, I'll see you later at 6. Rest up. We got a good one tonight. John, also, I want to just say, I don't know when it is, but we shot a thing for the pregame show with Weidman. That's really, really good. I don't know. Wow. I, I, I got to find right. out. I think he would announce it was today, but it was shot on Thursday. Is that too quick of a turnaround to get it on today? Or You're talking about for the NFL pregame? Yeah. CBS. Wow. Wow. Nice. Yeah, it was good. Big shoot. Big shoot was good. Good seeing Weidman back in, too. We'll see him this week again. But anyway. That's incredible. Thank you, Ray. Swatty Cup. I'll see you. Sweaty Cup. Sweaty, Sweaty Cup. Sweaty Cup. 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 I wonder if uh, the producers at CBS would have included. Ray Longo, had they known that he's been boycotting the NFL since the Colin Kaepernick kneel down. <laughs> All right, Maddie, big week for you, man. We're very excited for you. And uh, obviously the UFC needs to have fighters like you, ranked fighters who are willing to fight guys below you who have momentum. Uh, what are your thoughts and what were your thoughts, I guess, when Benoit Santini was first presented for MSG? Uh, you know, I, w- I was ready for anybody at MSG. I always got that that November start on my calendar, um, but when they came with me with uh, with Benoit, that that excited me. Like I know, I've been watching him since he got into the UFC. You know, I, I knew our paths would cross eventually, and w- what better place than uh, Madison Square Garden? You know, he's almost like the boogeyman of the division right now. You know, he's not ranked, but he's you know good enough to be ranked. And, uh, you know, those are the fights I want. I want the fights that nobody wants, so I'm pumped. Yeah, Matt, does this feel different to you? Obviously, you know, main card, pay-per-view, uh, you know, pretty high-profile guy here who uh, loves to fight. Um, it, it seems like you're in that trajectory where you're heading towards that contender status. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's another fight for me. This is my third time now at Madison Square Garden. So, like, I feel comfortable there. I've done it a couple times now. Um, it's still a huge deal. You know, I always want to fight at the Garden. But uh, in the end of the day, it's another fight. And uh, I put in a great camp. I prepared the only way I know how to, which is 100%. I'm, I'm ready. I'm healthy. And, and I can't wait. What do you think is, is the thing that you have to worry about most against someone like Saint-Denis? You know, his left body kicks, his left kicks, he loves to spam those, prepared for that. And then his grappling. You know, I know he's he's a grappler first. He wants to grapple, but he also he throws down on the feet. Um, and I, I'm excited for it all. You know, I'm a mixed martial artist. A lot of people forget that, you know, I came from a wrestling and a jiu-jitsu base. I, I, got, I got some good grappling myself. And uh, it's been a while since... 
anybody's wanted to test that. So I'm excited. Matt Frivola with us here on the Anakin Florian podcast. Why do you think you've been able to realize success at MSG and just channel that emotion and energy in the right way when, when other fighters sort of cave under that pressure? Um, you know, I think it's, I'm a, I'm a New Yorker. I got, I got that Long Island blood pumping through me. Huh. Uh, and I think that's, you know, I, I was born for Madison square garden, you know, that that's, right. that's house. And you know that we're going to protect our house. Well, and you got three of you guys ready to protect that house. Of course, Dennis Bazookia and Nazim Sadikov alongside your fight, at least right now, the second fight into the pay-per-view main card, which is a fantastic slot. Where are you going to be for Dennis and Nas? Have you thought about navigating this day and night as a whole? Um, I'm not sure. I got, I got to see what time they want us to report uh, down there to bring us to the arena. But, you know, I'll, I'll definitely be watching Bazooka's fight and Nas's fight. And, uh, and then just, you know, getting ready for, for my fight. All right, I got a couple more questions for Matt Frivola here. You can see him fight live on pay-per-view ESPN Plus UFC 295 this Saturday against Benoit, God of War, Saint-Denis. So in terms of the lightweight division, I would imagine that Islam Akashev, Alexander Volkanovsky, for a ranked contender like yourself, is like the perfect result, right? Because it gets Volkanovsky out of the conversation and potentially gets Makashev back in defense of his title as early as, say, January. I know in journalism I'm not supposed to ask yes or no questions, right? But as you're watching that fight as a lightweight contender, is that not like the perfect result for you to at least for now get Volk completely out of the conversation? Uh, honestly, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was really yeah. like, look was, at you, what a guy, just a good I, egg. I wanted, I wanted Volk to uh, to upset Islam and like you know for the underdog, the short notice. I think he's a dog just stepping up, and I, I mean, I was hoping uh, that he would be able to get it done, but I knew he had a a tough task, you know, taking it on short notice. I would have liked to see that fight with a, that rematch with a full camp and Volk. And I think it would have gone, uh, gone a lot different. Yeah. See, it's interesting. Like if I'm Matt Frivola, Benil Daryush, Mataj Gamrod, Armand Sarukyan, it's like, I want Makashev closing that series in three minutes as it happened. Right. So we can move this thing forward. But I just, that, that just speaks to how good a dude you are and the great family that you come from couple questions about your teammates on the way out. And by the way, the Longo Mafia t-shirt that you made famous wearing for a media scrum is going through a redesign just to tighten it up a little bit. So rest assured, we have a package coming your way. But that Longo Mafia t-shirt within a week or so will be available uh, at johnannick.com. All right. So your teammates, right? And I know sort of you have touched a lot of different teams, not just in New York and Tampa as well and other places, but who is your teammate that is most likely to always be on time? Always on time. I think that's got to be Anthony Delemi. Anthony Delemi is a CFFC fighter. He's, he's coming up. He's, he's amazing fighter. And he, he's always there an hour early warming up, like ready to go. I, th I would say he's definitely always on time. All right, who's most likely to be late? Late? Uh, <laughs> I would have to say Char Charlie Campbell. Charlie, oh. <laughs> Charlie, I can't wait for our next fighter meeting. I'm going to ask him about his tardiness. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. I saw some interview that somebody did with Javier Mendez from AKA, and when he was asked these questions similarly, I wish I could credit who did it because it was funny, but 
Hav was so quick on the trigger, like with who's late, who doesn't show up. Um, who is the kindest teammate you have? Your twin brother's a good guy. Who's the yeah. kindest teammate out there? The kindest? Yeah, I, I would I would say I would say Bazooka, man. Bazooka is always, always held like there to help out anyway. Um, you know, even out of camp, he's always coming in sparring everybody. Uh, he's, he's always, you know, if you need a drilling partner, he'll always be there to, yeah. to help. He's, he's a, and he's, he's so talented, man. Like uh, I'm, I'm excited for him. You know, he, he made his UFC debut on short notice, but now he's got a full camp and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really excited for his career. It's a great answer. He actually gives off a little bit of a Habib vibe when you talk to him. He's just so chill, but so respectful and so kind. And it's really the perfect answer. Like Marab Dwalish Willie's a super kind guy, but I think Dennis Bazookia, <clears throat> excuse me, is a little bit kinder. All right, last question. If you had to have a teammate marry into your family and you had to see one of these guys at every holiday, who's the guy that, uh, that you could put up with that you would like to be, uh, to be blood and not just water, so to speak? You know, it, that's gotta be, that's gotta be raging ally Quinta having, having him around, having him yeah. at every party, yeah. every family gathering. We'd have a great time. <laughs> great answer. And then you got a realtor in the family as well. All right, Matt, the steamroller frivola competed live on pay-per-view this Saturday night against Benoit Santini. We appreciate the time, brother. We'll let you get on to it. And, uh, I will see you in a few days in the Mecca, my friend. Yeah, let's go. We're uh, taking over New York city again, Madison square garden, we're all going to be out there. Billy Q gets into town uh, tomorrow, uh -huh. uh, so the crew will be uh, will be, and my dad will be there. You know, he'll be running around the uh, the bulldozer, will be running around the the fighter hotel, taking pictures with everyone. So it'll be a good time. I can't wait to give Sal a big hug. His son is Matt, and you can see him on pay per view this weekend. Matty, thank you for the time, buddy. We'll see you in a few days. Thank you, guys. Later. Have fun. There man. he is, Matt, the steamroller for Bola, with us for the third time here on the Anik and Florian podcast what a great answer on bazooka's kindness and uh javier mendez when he was asked who's the kindest he said Habib right away without wow. hesitation so all right good stuff hey before we get on out of here i went as a guest of johnny bananas to the rumble east boca grand opening right and people love this guy johnny bananas super genuine guy i've struck up a friendship with him we were connected by David McLofsky, who you know, I think you lived with in the past. But yeah, so you and Johnny Bananas go way back as well. Is that right? Yeah, we we, we met uh, what, in L.A. and then we met again in New York. So yeah, I, I guess I've met yeah. him, what, well over 10 years ago. Yeah. But uh, yeah, funny dude. Reality TV star and a good dude. And uh, Rumble, East Boca, pretty good gym. I'm hoping that, uh, that we can open one out here in West Boca Raton as well. All right, we got to get on out of here. But don't forget, full preview with predictions coming up for UFC 295 later this week. I think Ken Flo and Brian are charged with like eight predictions for UFC 295. So we will get into all of that. The meet coming up either Wednesday or Thursday right here on the DraftKings YouTube channel on the DraftKings Network as well. Don't forget to follow the show on social media at Anik Florian Pod. Clips of the show on Instagram, also on the Anik Florian Podcast YouTube channel. And JohnAnik.com is now live 20% off the entire store with promo code UFC295 through the pay-per-view coming up this weekend. Thank you to our guests Ray Longo and Matt Frabola for our executive producer Cody Maron, Ken Flom, John Anik. We'll talk to you in a few days. Until then, be well, be healthy, be safe. Thanks for supporting the show. Yo, later.
Every time I start a verse, I break at least three commandments. Kinda like Pluto because I never plan it. I'm outlandish in the way that make the patches look like they own ranches. It's the art of war. Your blood's the only color on the canvas. And I don't mean it like a thug into how you can get got. Fuck being gangsta, I'm hip hop. You got it every time you walk in the label. The A&R's like not it. Immune to your shit because I circle, circle, dot, dot it. Body heat is intoxic. We got a beat. I don't got it. Speak copies. He start to think psychically. Make the speakers speak elitistly. Off the high horse. Make an ass of the views. Your DJ must not know the alphabet for getting his cues. My favorite DJ got those in six extra L's to abuse. Esoteric John P and I'm the nuclear school. I'm Ray to Ellis. Nice to meet you. Show busting my styles. Egocentric, ego tripping with frequent fly smiles. DJ wants to get in the bird. He gets in the bird. And bird takes the shot. He's... You want to sit it on us? We got commandos on us. Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family owned from the start. Same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckley SAB to CV 2024, Proximo, Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly.